I'm Rachel Olstead, and this is the Dream Builder Society podcast. As a business coach for new and aspiring female entrepreneurs, I help driven, ambitious, and passionate women just like you build and grow your own online business so you can create a life of freedom, impact, and joy. I truly believe business can be simple and fun, and I'm here to empower you and support you every step of the way with a touch of sarcasm, a little tough love, and a whole lot of inspiration. Let's build our dreams. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dream Builder Society podcast. We are on episode 11 today and we are going to be talking a little bit about business finances. And this is a topic that causes, I think, a lot of stress right away in many people's business journeys because I know that many of you are not necessarily coming from a business background, not coming from a finance background, not having studied finances. And I think so often this is a really uh, scary thing for people to think about. Like, yes, you want to start a business. You want to grow your business. You want to make money. You want to... um you know, profit, right? You want to bring money into your business. You want to bring money into your family's account, right? To actually contribute to your family, but you also want to have money to put back into your business. And I think that there's this myth that you can't be profitable right away, that you have to just throw all of your money back into the business and continue to invest and invest and invest. And that is simply not true. Um, there are, I think there are a lot of businesses that do that. A lot of, um, even solopreneurs who do that. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as, you know, if you're okay with that. And so what I mean by that is if you are okay with working part-time or working full-time as you build up your business so that you can just put all of your revenue back into your business and reinvest and reinvest and not feel like you are, um, you know, scrapped for cash to like pay your mortgage or, you know, make a pay your internet bill or whatever that may be. Um, However, there is a different route that I want to offer you guys today, and um, I want to just share a little bit about my own journey with my business finances and kind of what that looks like for me as I started and now as I'm growing and scaling as well. But I think the first couple of things that I want you guys to really um, understand is that it doesn't have to be complicated and that there's just a couple of things that you need to do to set yourself up for success. And number one is just be ready to send and receive money. I think so oftentimes like new entrepreneurs get so excited about actually building their business and getting a client that all of a sudden when, and this happens too, when my clients like have a, um, have a consultation or have a discovery call, sales call, whatever you want to call it, they will get super excited about it. And um, if that client says yes and signs on, then they panic and they're like, whoa, I don't know what to do from here, right? What do I do? And I see this so often when we don't have our financial situation set up for success in our businesses. And it doesn't have to be super complicated right away. 
So the number one thing, like I said, is just be ready to send and receive money. So set up a bank account, like make sure you have a bank account um, for your business. There are, um, typically you can do this with your local bank. Like you can go to your local bank and actually set up a savings account. You will probably want a couple different savings accounts and I'll go into that here in just a moment. But having a checking account for your business, having a debit card or a credit card, what, however you decide, um, whatever works best for you. I highly encourage having a business, um, account and a savings account and a checking account. And the other thing that I, um, want to say with that is that having a savings and a checking account for your business can be connected to your personal accounts. I know that, you know, with online banking and and so many easier ways to do things these days that you can actually just connect all of your accounts. However, if you are creating a business account, typically a bank is going to want to have um, proof that you are a registered business. And so with that, you will just need to make sure that you register your business with your state um, and with the IRS as well. So you can get an EIN. Um, and that is a pretty simple process. Um, I'm not going to dig into that on this podcast because there's so many different variations of what that looks like and different types of companies as well. Um, and each state is a little bit different, but my recommendation typically is to, instead of registering your business as a sole proprietorship, I always recommend that you register your business as an LLC because that way you are legally protected. Your your family's finances and assets like your house, your car, um, things like that are protected if something were to happen to your business rather than a sole proprietorship. Um, anything is fair game in a lawsuit. So the other um, quick note that I want to make about the LLC is that if you are a single member LLC, meaning there's just one of you, you don't have a huge team or an agency or a ton of people working for you, that um, come tax season, it's actually very, very simple. And the IRS typically recognizes single member LLCs as sole proprietorship. And so it becomes a lot easier to do your taxes with that um, set up. So going back to the bank account, typically your local bank is going to want you to have a um, in order to set up your business accounts, they are going to want to see that you are a registered business with the state that you live in. Um, if you are not in the States, um, I highly recommend that you talk to your local, your local banker, um, and your local bank or whoever you, you trust financially, um, and have a chat with them, have a chat with a financial planner, um, get serious about, you know, where your money is, is coming and going and don't just rely on your family's checking account to be the bank account for your business. It needs to be separate. You need to make like really send out the signal to the world, to your potential clients that you are ready to send and receive money. And so with that being said, the the receiving part is taken care of. If you have your bank account set up and you know where the money is going and the sending part is what I want to talk about next. So 
setting up some sort of invoicing and or payment system is going to be very important. And this is part of like your onboarding process, which I'm not going to dig into today. There's a lot more that I could share about that, but your invoicing system is going to be really important to have set up right away so that you do not have to scramble last minute. Um, For brand new business owners and even um, business owners in the early stages, I highly recommend something simple. Um, For example, I right away in my business, I started out um, using PayPal. And regardless of what program you use, there is typically going to be a three, like a two to three percent uh, fee that is charged for that, like a processing fee that you as the business owner will be responsible for. This is not a problem. And I do not want you to stress out about that additional two to 3%. It is a cost of doing business. I want you to think about it as part of your expenses, part of your business expenses, and it is a non-negotiable. I do not want, um, I, I should say, I do not encourage you to do business, um, um, with, with programs like Venmo, right. Or where you're just, um, transferring money back and forth. Like I highly encourage you to make it official, to have an official invoicing system, whether that's PayPal, uh, for payment subscriptions or payment plans. I like to use Stripe. Um, Square is another good one. There are a lot of programs out there. You have to find what works for you. There are also different programs such as Ann.co and Dubsado, for example, that allow you to actually send and receive um, contracts and payments in one system. But in the early stages, simple is better. You guys know that simple is something that I really, really focus on in business, especially right away. So having a um, separate business savings account, business checking account, and having an invoice system set up to send and receive money. The other thing that is going to be very important right away that you make sure that you have set up is some sort of um, documentation of your expenses and of your revenue. Um, So right away, It is totally an option. You guys, I don't want you to think that you have to have a, like hire a bookkeeper, hire an accountant, like right away, you can DIY this for a little while. Um, And in fact, I almost encourage it because I want you to become knowledgeable about your finances and about what this looks like and tracking things until you feel like you have a grasp on what you are doing and until you feel like you truly need some additional help and like stepping up your game. Um, I do not encourage everyone to manage your own finances, especially as you're growing and scaling. I do highly recommend, you know, delegating that out, hiring that out, getting a someone to help you, whether that's a, a local accountant or an online bookkeeper, someone to um, take that off your plate. Because as you're growing and scaling, that is not something that you need to be worrying about. But right away, having some sort of spreadsheet, truly, I started out by using a Google a Google spreadsheet, and I would actually have a column of revenue, um, expenses, and and profit. 
And so with all of that, it became very, very simple to me to see the money that was coming in, to see the money that was going out, and to see how much I was actually taking home from that for my family. Um, I have since kind of up-leveled that um, and actually will be hiring that out. Um, definitely this year, but at this point, I still do all of my books myself because I enjoy it. Um, I'm very detail oriented. I love keep, keeping a budget and managing the finances for my own family, and I enjoy being in the know in my business as well. And so as I am scaling though, I will definitely be hiring that out and starting to um, really work with a bookkeeper and using programs such as QuickBooks, right? Um, in order to manage my finances. But in the early stages, you guys do not need to invest in that And in fact, I want you to really become knowledgeable before you delegate that out. Um, So the last thing I want to share with you guys today is really the the thought about... and the concept of profit first. Now, this is not a new concept that I am making up. I do not want to take credit for this. This is actually based on the book called Profit First um, by an author, speaker, writer, entrepreneur named Mike Mc... Um, I always say his name wrong. Um, Michalowicz, I think is how you pronounce it. But it is the book called Profit First. And he really flips the old traditional model on its on its head. So the old model of doing um of managing essentially your finances in your business is the simple formula of sales minus expenses equals profit. But that means that your expenses are always coming before your profit. And his I, I highly recommend that you check out this book. Um, if you have not, I know that many um accountants, many bookkeepers, many of you maybe have even heard of this, um, but I highly encourage you to grab a copy of this or download the, you know, audio um, audio book of this of this concept of the profit first book, and the way that he presents the new model just flips it a little bit. Instead of sales minus expenses equals profit, he focuses on sales minus profit equals expenses. And the reason that he flips this around is because of the fact that we don't want to be getting the leftovers of our business. Okay. We do not want to have to hustle until our eyes bleed to make money in our business. You can 100% profit from your business from the get go. You do not have to be in business for six months, one year, two years before you start seeing a profit. Now, I realize that some businesses are going to have a lot more overhead than others. However, if you are listening to this podcast, chances are you are. Um, in the realm of online business. And you guys, online business, there are very, very, like really the the overhead is very low. 
Yes, you will have investments. Yes, I encourage you to invest, to get support, to invest in programs and resources that are going to support you, but are not going to take away from you making a profit and you actually bringing in money to the business and contributing to your family finances as well. I think this is a fear of so many people that they're told, and maybe you've been told this too, like, don't expect to make money your first year. Don't expect to profit at all. Don't, you know, you're just going to have to put your money back into the business, back into the business, reinvest, reinvest. And although That is partially true that reinvesting into your business is extraordinarily important and effective. Um, It is not necessary to throw all of the money back in the business. You can take home money and make money for the business. It can be profitable from the get-go. And so his typical recommendation is actually taking, right, the 100% of the um, revenue or the sales that come in and actually separating it into four different categories. Now, I do not personally follow this exact uh, setup, but I will share what I do with you guys here in just a moment. But this is what the author, Mike Michalowicz, actually shares that 15% of your revenue should actually be put into a business savings account as your profit. And 25% of your revenue should be put into a business savings account, um, maybe a different account as your, like the, the owner's expenses. And so I like to just call this your salary, basically. So you are your business, right? You are not necessarily, um, unless you have an agency, unless you have a whole team already, you are your business, you are the owner, you still get paid, right? You still take home money. And so 25% of that is what he recommends to put aside for your business expense or your um, you know, owner's expenses. So we can call it salary. The next category is taxes. Okay. As an entrepreneur, you are responsible for withholding taxes from your own revenue. Okay. You do not necessarily have the government taking out money from each paycheck like you would in a typical nine to five setting. Um, And so you are responsible for doing this. And it's extraordinarily important that you budget out at least, I I recommend just to play it safe, at least 30% of all of your revenue goes straight to a business savings account for your taxes. This is a non-negotiable. This will protect you in the long run, and this will make sure that you do not come tax season, come April 15th, which is typically, although this year was very different with um, with the pandemic, they did um, push back that deadline, but typically you do not want to be you know, stumbling around and trying to find money to pay in or to find money to pay your taxes. You do not want to be, you know, if you are audited as a small business, which is not super common, but we we want to expect that it's a possibility. You want to make sure that you have your bases covered, that you have your T's crossed and your I's dotted, and that 30% is ready to go for taxes like it's not even yours for the taking, okay? Um, And the other 30% then that's left over from this profit first model should go to your business expenses. So whether that's reinvesting it into different programs like Dubsado, right? 
or reinvesting it into, um, you know, a new laptop or a, some sort of coaching or some sort of program or a mastermind or, you know, paying for a scheduling program. Like I typically use Acuity, but paying for, you know, paying for the pro version of Zoom if you are doing um, online calls, right? If you have calls with clients and you want to pay for like the premium version. So anything like that um, will allow or, or hiring out, maybe you're adding team members. Okay. For me, some of my expenses include acuity. I pay for zoom on a monthly basis. Um, a lot of my expenses goes to coaching, um, to different business coaches, mindset coaches, marketing strategists that I have hired. Um, it goes to paying my VA every single month, and that helps me save time, save energy. She does an amazing job, um, and she's the one who edits my podcast. So if you are listening to this, Elise, I appreciate you. Um, I should say when you are listening to this, I appreciate you. So expenses... Are, are his recommendation are to keep it about 30% of your overall revenue, okay? Which is actually so incredibly different than what a lot of people say. Like a lot of people say you have to take 100% of your revenue and just pour it back into the business. But that is not necessarily sustainable for the long run, okay? Um, that will dig you into a pit of reinvesting, of reinvesting, of reinvesting, and having mountains, like building your business essentially, on mountains of debt if you continue to reinvest and up-level all the time um, without paying yourself, without saving money for that profit, right? Without having a business savings account. And so you 100% can profit from the start. And what I typically do, I do not follow this exact model, um, although that is where I am going in my business. Actually, right now, you guys, and for the last like 15-ish months um, that I've been kind of following this model, I actually follow um, a 40, 30, 20, 10 model. And this is something that I created based on this profit first model. Um, but what I do actually, and this might be hopefully uplifting for you to know that it's definitely possible for you too. I take 40% of all of my expenses. So every single month at the end of the month, um, I, I go through my spreadsheet. I check out all the, the revenue, the expenses. I make sure that I... Um, 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 essentially keeping my books at the end of each month. And I go through and all the revenue that I've made, I take 40% of that. And I put that into a, um, a business savings account, um, for my salary. That is my take home money. I am responsible for providing for my family and for, you know, contributing. I shouldn't say I'm fully responsible. Absolutely. My husband is, is supporting us as well. Very much so. Um, but it is still my responsibility and my duty to provide for my family. And I decided um, to take 40% of all of my revenue and put it back into, um, or, or really give that to my family. And so 40% is my business, um, my owner's expenses, essentially my salary. 30% then of course goes to taxes right off the top. So I really just calculate, right? So if I have, um, you know, let's just say that just taking a very, very simple number, okay, this is not 
this is not what what my actual um, income looks like, but let's just say that I have a thousand dollars coming in a month. Okay, um, I will take forty percent of that, right? So I'll take four hundred and put that into my account. I'll take the three hundred and put that into the sa- the the savings account for taxes. Um, and then the 20%, I actually reinvest back into my business. And so this goes towards coaching. This goes towards any programs that I am involved in. This goes towards, um, you know, for example, like the the ring light that I bought for my office or any, um, any personal development books or resources or conferences or um, even the microphone that I am speaking on right now for this podcast. Like that is part of my business expenses. And that money goes into a separate account for business expenses. And then the last 10% is kind of unique. And I don't know a lot of business owners that do this, but it's definitely part of my personal and core values that I actually tithe 10%, which is what tithing means. Um, and I put this into a separate account for donations and for charities that I support. And so it's very important to me that I am able to use my business, not just to support my family and support, you know, other women growing their businesses, but it's also really important to me to be able to give back and to, to give to my church, to give to different organizations, um, that, that my family really values. And that is part of my core values as a business owner. Um, I use some of these donations to, for example, even give like, um, you know, additional like tips to different service providers, um, that I have both in my business and, and in just like my personal life, because I think that, you know, giving back in that way too, and really valuing the services that I am able to, that, that help me out and that provide me a lot of, um, really great opportunities in my life and business, you know, using that donation, that 10% to, to share with that. I have donated to different, um, Christian organizations. I've donated to, um, lots of different causes with that 10%. And, it is um, something that's really important to me. And so I know a lot of people don't necessarily set aside that 10%, but that is just coming off the top of everything I make. It's extraordinarily simple to do. And I don't have any drama about it. And I encourage you to really consider this. Um, This is not me saying that you have to tithe, um, but it is definitely something that has been like kind of a game changer, if I will, in my business and in my, and in my life as well, like giving that money back to people who need it and to God and to, you know, my church and different organizations. It's, um, I don't know. It just feels so good and so right. And so it's not right for everyone, but this is what I decide to do. And I think that it's really, incredible to have the opportunity to decide where our money goes, to be able to pay ourselves, to be able to save for taxes, to be able to still invest back into our business because it's extraordinarily important to do that. Um, But to also understand that you can 100% profit from your business from the get-go without panicking. Okay. And I think this will hopefully ease your mind that 
you know, you have to hustle, hustle, hustle and build your business for an entire year on top of a full-time job and being a mom and a wife and running a household and all of the things. You do not have to do that. There is a better way. There is an easier way and a more sustainable way to do that. Um, and I have found that in my version of the Profit First formula. But like I said, highly recommend that book for you guys to check out as well. Um, and that is all I have for you guys today. Hopefully this was really helpful, really insightful. And my goal was that it was pretty simple and straightforward. So you can literally take what you have right now, get it rolling. Okay. Start your, um, set up your bank accounts, get ready to send and receive money, set up your invoice system, set up your spreadsheet, um, for your revenue and your expenses and set up some sort of really simple system for you to, um, separate your business revenue. I think it's going to make so much sense to you once you actually sit down and, and do it and prioritize it. And it's just going to take the confusion and the fear out of the financial part of your business. So that is it for today. We will talk to you guys soon. Um, let me know if you have any questions about this. I love getting messages from listeners. Um, you can always uh, send me an email at hello at rachelstead.com. Um, or you can join us over in my Facebook group, Dream Builder Society, and share a little bit about your takeaways over there as well. Bye everyone. All right, that's it for today's episode of the Dream Builder Society podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love if you would head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. By leaving a review, you're helping us get this content into the hands of other powerful women and playing a part in fulfilling our mission of empowering women to build their own dream lives and businesses. Don't forget to head over to my Facebook group, The Dream Builder Society, for more guidance, support, and high-level training so you can start learning, growing, taking action, and getting results in your business right now. See you there.